You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 34. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So, this is our time. Turn up the volume in your car, put on your earbuds, let's grab a cup of coffee or tea, and let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by our very own Ori Affirmations. Do you know what Ori is? Have you kind of heard of it? Do you know that Ori is your own Orisha? Do you want to connect with this thing called Ori? Sure thing. Go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash Ori one. That means O-R-I and the number one and get yours. Now let's get this party started. A year is a year. It is how we track our days, paydays, vacation days, sick days, workout days. But it is also how we measure where we are at because of the goals that we have put on ourselves. There's something we may have wanted to do in a particular year. When we look at certain years, we shudder and we're like, oh my God. And some years we're like, heck yeah, that was one amazing year. In thought of 2019, I have to say that I am super happy to say bye-bye to that year because it's super cool to be in the beginning of another decade. It's super cool to, to have something that marks a clean slate of sorts. So woohoo on that. However, here are a few things that I learned in the past year. No particular order, but here we go. Some of these may not be spirituals orisha, but they all link in because I am a human. And being that I am a human, I have facets and all of these things work together your spirituality, your life, everything intertwines to make what is you, how you live. With that, let's start. Number one, we need to count our blessings more and not look at life through mud-colored glasses. Sometimes when we're going through our own trenches, we feel like we're up to our noses in the mud, and we don't see beyond that. I can't say that I fully learned this one, but geez, I'm aware, at least right now. Another way to put this is that when we are all in the mud, someone else might look at us and say, oh my God, I wish that I were in the mud. I'm barely trying to break out of this concrete that is drying on me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even though we may be in what we call 
the mud or our own problems, somebody else is like, you know, I wish I had that. I have X, Y, Z, which is a hundred times worse than that, at least in their perspective. Number two, it's good to talk about challenges with someone else. I'm a huge fan of therapy, counselors, and all that thing, but this is not what I'm talking about. Sometimes we're going through a personal, emotional, mental, work, health, parenting, spiritual challenge, and we try to keep it on the hush-hush because, shh, we don't want to let anyone know that we're struggling with anything, especially if you're a woman. Because women are supposed to keep it together. We are made of iron and we're not supposed to be emotional, blah, 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 and all that stuff. When I went to someone, actually three someones, one is my godmother and two are my godsisters, I thought they were going to eat me alive. But they all had three very different points of view. Some were a bit rawer than the others, but the love and the strength, they were there. If you have a spiritual family, it's good to develop relationships with your God brothers and God sisters because when your blood isn't around, blood meaning like your family, relatives, especially if they're not in these traditions and you have something going on spiritually, your spiritual family could and can be your best sources of strength. I'm still learning that vulnerability isn't a bad thing, which brings me to number three. Vulnerability isn't a bad thing. Men and women are taught that we have to be strong. We have to be this. We have to fit into certain molds. Men must hold it together and be practical and strong, and you cannot cry, and don't show emotion, and you... Women must be strong, poker-faced, non-emotional strong, and we must do it all. Yep, we must work, cook, clean, the babies, laundry, whatever else, and we must do it with grace. And somewhere in there, you must strive for perfection. What I am learning is that Being vulnerable isn't a bad thing. I am going to share with you this great song by Natasha Bedingfield because it's the one of the best songs that expresses what I'm trying to say. Have you heard of the song called Freckles? Don't worry. I will link the video for you guys so that you guys can watch it in the show notes. The imperfections that we have still make us lovable and valuable, and each little quirk makes us who we are. Number four, Orisha still love us. Yup, our imperfect selves. I once sat down in front of my Orisha, and I felt pretty down. And after doing all of the prayers, and when I rang her ashere, I received a message. The message was, I love you just the way you are. Man, I was so moved that I went and turned it into a piece of lettering art. This is when I created Jemboja Loves Me Just As I Am. I'll link you to it. 
Don't worry about it. I will put this into the show notes. Remember, you may think that you are crazy and you are a crazy mess, but your Orisha loves you just the way that you are. Now, they still want you to be a better version of you, but they aren't going to kill you or judge you every time you make a mistake. Number five, humans judge. It's a people thing. Orisha isn't casting a judgment against you every time you turn around and make a mistake. Orisha, they give us advice through readings, through itas, through messages. And as much as we try to do everything 100% correct, guess what? We mess up. And then we have to start over. We may think that Orisha is just there waiting to give you papao and to scold you at every turn. But that isn't so. Humans are more quick to judge you to put you under the bus and to run you over and over and then one more time for good measure. They will judge you on how you are, how you dress, what you said, what you probably meant, what you didn't say, what they thought you were supposed to be, what they thought you were supposed to say, what they portrayed you as, and God forbid, they will judge and judge and judge you some more if you make mistakes because God forbid you make a mistake. Oh my goodness. So humans judge. Orisha don't judge us in the same way. Number six, Orisha holds us at a different standard. Crossing over to the priesthood was a great journey. Okay, not all of it was a great journey. There were some challenges. There were some ups and downs, but I'm glad I made it. What happens when you make it? A title isn't just that. It comes with a bunch of responsibilities, which means that as much as I may want to curse you out at the checkout line when you skip me, I'm held at a higher standard because I represent my Orisha wherever I go. This one is hard because you may want to curse out that person or just get someone back because they were being a jerk. And priests shouldn't because we are held at different standards. Now, I didn't say that we are perfect, but this should be top of our minds. Orisha will still hold us accountable. And at the same time, they will not give us the judgy eyes like humans will. But they will still get their messages to us through readings, through events, when their priests are mounted and when they meditate, of course, and do their own spiritual work. The best way to explain it, I think, is, oh no, we didn't say Maferefuntua, yeah. And let's say we forgot her for whatever reason in a prayer sequence, right? Let's say we were doing Mujuba, we forgot her. And we forgot to say, you know, Mujuba, Oya, or Maferefuntua. Oya, and then Oya is like, nah-uh. You didn't say thank you for breathing. I'm going to take your breath away. Stop your air and mull over your house with a tornado. Orisha does not do that. Humans are more vindictive in how they render their punishments. I still can't get my head around how they truly view us and actually how they put up with us and even why they love us, but they still do. 
Number seven, Orisha can and do forgive us. Now, I can give you a ton of examples on this, but to keep it short, when we get a reading with our priests, priestesses, you know, Babalao, Yanifa, and we get a message and it's whatever it is. Let's say Ifa advises us to quit smoking or to stop tap dancing in the middle of Walmart. And you're all emotion and gun-ho to stop tap dancing in the middle of Walmart. And you want to, you really, really, really want to stop because tap dancing in the middle of Walmart is bad. Then you go into Walmart because you have to buy something and the feeling starts and you get your tap dancing shoes that you shouldn't have packed in your bag and you put them on and you start tap dancing to the point that they call tap dancers anonymous on you and you walk out of the Walmart in shame and your hand and your head hangs really really low and you beat yourself up how could you do this you promised to you know stop dancing <laughs> tap dancing in the middle of Walmart to Orisha and you said you would never do it and you felt committed and you wanted to stop and then you couldn't help it then what then you think that Orisha will beat you up. It's just, I think, in our nature, but they forgive. They give you another chance. It's like they know you can be better. They know that you're trying and that you are imperfect and that your imperfect self gets in the way. I'm not saying everything is as simple as this. I know I'm oversimplifying it, but this is an example. It's like Orisha knows our nature very well. And as you know, some human beings have evolved to become Orisha. Some of them really, really know us and they do forgive. They, they know that we are very, very flawed and we should strive to do our very, very best, but they will still look at us. And if we go with open heart and say, look, I tried to stop dancing and I really thought that I was going to control myself, but I started to tap dance. And the guards came and escorted me out. And Orisha will probably give us another tool and maybe give us another a bow and, you know, give us something else to do so that we can stop this madness of tap dancing in the middle of Walmart. And of course, tap dancers, we love tap dancers. It was just, I wanted to bring something that was lighthearted as an example so that you can understand that Orisha does forgive. Number eight, as many times as I warn folks of stuff, <laughs> they will still choose their own path and I have to be okay with that. This one is one that I have not fully learned, but I'm working on this one, okay? I'm working on it. I've got a ton of examples. I work with a lot of new people to our traditions and I know some things because I know them. Either I've lived them, I've made those mistakes, or I know of other folks who have made those mistakes from being in the community or by watching my husband's practice. And the new folks coming in are asking me questions about these things. Okay, example. Hi there, Iya. I'm new and I want a godparent and I love, hmm, let's say, I love a shung and I want to initiate right now and I've gone to a reading and I'm getting elekes. Like I sometimes get messages that are pretty much like this, all of it together. 
They don't know a lineage. They're not sure which path to go. And they are already booking readings with priests and that who knows from where. They have bought 10 books. They have at least 50 Facebook groups that they're very active on. They're posting every chance they get. Hey, I live here. Someone please recommend me to a godparent. I'm ready. And I want to scream at the screen every time I see that. Because I know that they're setting themselves up for disappointment because of how these traditions work. Unfortunately, there are priests who are not so savory. And they're just watching saying, yes, my child, I will help you. And then they fall prey to scammer priests. It's no secret that I have a program called Alejos 101. And it's geared towards the new person because of all the falls and mistakes and craziness that new people and people that have been in the traditions for a while they make. And I know how costly it can be for them and I don't want them to make these falls. And I know that this is an example that if they rush to get elekes with a priest, they will pay at least 300 bucks. At least I think that's what's the going rate right now. And they're now committing to being the godchild of this person. What happens when they commit? Well, that's it. That is how the community will recognize that person. You are such and such, godchild of so-and-so. And that's it. If you have a question, folks will send that person back to their godparent, as it should be. The problem with that is that if that relationship between that new person, and that priest does not work, then guess what? You will be getting a new set of elekes with another priest. So let's do the math. Let's say the reading costs 75, then you do the ceremony for 300. So now that person will have spent another 300, and that's not counting any of the previous ebos and the previous reading ashedis or previous anything. So basically, that person spent that time and did it twice, also and paid for it twice. And then the folks will come back to me and say, Iya, I don't know why this happened to me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to tell you. You attended a class where this was taught and you could have avoided this stuff, but you wanted to run away too fast. And now you need the permission of your godparent to even enroll in this program. And good luck with that. Many priests don't do that. As priests, well, if we are priests on the up and up, we do not advocate on doing things behind the back of your godparent because nope, that is not how things are done in our traditions. And then the new folks are left out in the dust. And then they ask, why me? Can you please help me? Please, please, please. I can I cannot tell you the countless of messages and emails that I get with, please help me, I've made a mistake. Or Orisha thing is not for me. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I wish you would have taken a chance and just listened. Sometimes, and this is where the lesson comes in, sometimes you have to let that person go their own course. It is their journey. But I have to tell you, it is very hard to watch. I'm going to speak in the present tense because I still haven't come to terms, but I'm going to say it in the present tense. I have come to terms that sometimes a person is not ready and they have to walk their own path. 
So I'm going to say it as an affirmation so that I can truly, truly get it. Number nine. Ifa says that if we don't learn our lessons, the otus will keep coming up until we get it. If you are in the traditions and have been for a few years, if you are initiated, if you're an aborisha, you might have this down already. When you go to Ifa or Orisha, there will be an Odun, and then you will get advised and you might get a bo. You will then need to heed to all of the advice. And if you do heed to the advice, then you're golden. You will move on to another phase in your life. If you don't, then guess what? You will have a repetition of the same problems, the same oduns, or the same or a variation of that odun, and then you'll have to do a similar bow and get a similar, if not the same, advice. And it's tiring. And the worst part of it is that we are all trying to get better, and sometimes we don't even know why it's so hard to better a particular circumstance and why this odun keeps coming up. Oh, my goodness. And the answer lies in our personal growth. Have we listened to the advice given? Have we done something to change that whatever XYZ behavior? Have we been consistent at it? So not just a one-off. Have we put our egos aside and really learned? What can we do to avoid whatever it is, XYZ thing that you're trying to avoid or deal with possible things that could derail us from doing the advice that is given or avoiding the situation. It's not easy. It's like, I really want to do this thing, whatever it is you may want to improve on that keeps coming up. I really, really do. And then I go back to old and familiar bad habits. And this Odu just keeps chasing me. It's like that song. And the cat came back the very next day. It's like, I feel like that. Oh my goodness. The trick is that it's not a trick. It's just a matter of keep trying, persistence, not perfection, that will lead us to getting better. It sounds cliche, but we should really work on a mindset of growth so that we can move through our odums, our lessons, our negative life experiences, and really learn from them. This one is a concept that I'm only beginning to wrap my little fingers around. And I thought it would be a great thing to share with everyone as we are all here to learn and to do better in this life journey. We are at the last one. So number 10, we have to have our foundations down. This one is not a kick to folks. It's more of an acknowledgement. And that goes for me too. If I don't have the foundation of my spiritualness, then guess what? When I go for my next reading, then I have to do it again. If I give less than a true 100% go at something, then guess what? I'm going to be sent to learn it again. And many of us will be like, but why? I really want to move on to... I don't know, place your spiritual thing here that you want to achieve. Like, I want to initiate. I want to get a shoot. I want to know who my head Orisha is. I want to get the hand of Ifa. I want to whatever. And then Ifa, Orisha, or Egon will be like, uh-uh, nope. You have to learn this first. If you're like that, 
Don't worry, you are in a very crowded boat with me too. This one is something that I haven't truly mastered, but it's something that I am now keenly aware. I can't serve myself and my family and my community, and I cannot represent my Orisha well if I do not have my foundations down. So you think you're alone, huh? You're not. The way that it works is that if we go at it, at your life, your journey, your path, your destiny, buying the cliff notes of your life journey, it will not cut it. Let's say, if you get Egun's cliff notes, you might think, hey, I passed the semester on Egun. And then you go through life and la la la, a big reading hits or an Ita hits or something, and Ifa sends you back to work with Egun. And then shows you a picture of you reading your Egun cliff notes. And then shows you a video of you buying the cliff notes. And then shows you another picture of you eating tacos while jotting down some notes on the cliff notes booklet. When it comes to the foundation, there is no getting around it. You have to do the work and learn your stuff. You have to get your foundations down because if not, you may think you're going to proceed, but I have known priests who have initiated and after initiation, they're like, you must go back to Egun. And they have to kind of start over to really connect. So get your foundations down. Okay, my Orisha Wisdom Podcast family, those are my top 10 reflections of 2019. What did you think? Did you find some of these reflections of your own that you would like to share in our spiritual arena? I'd love to hear about it. So you can share it with a comment. If you are on YouTube and you just like the episode, subscribe, you know the thing, you click on the little bell icon so that you could be the first to know when a new video is uploaded. And tell me what your reflections that you would like to share of 2019 were. And if you're part of our Facebook Orisha Wisdom community, of course, post them there. I'm going to probably start a thread, but you feel free to post whenever your reflections so that we can chat. A couple of things. I mentioned Alejos 101, and yes, the program is closed right now, but if you are interested in finding out more and when it will open and all that good stuff, just go to alejos101.com forward slash join and get on the VIP wait list. I'll let you know. Don't worry about it. Here's something else. Yes, the Orisha Traditions greeting cards are a thing. And there are cards for that special Baba or Iya in your life. And it's just great to finally, like finally, have something that is for us. The whole thing about getting a blank card because there's nothing in it that you want to really say is a thing of the past. So I'm still working on more ideas to release. If you want to know more and you want to give me your two cents, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash cards. Give me your opinion. What do you want to see? I'm still taking opinions. These things are for you. Okay, we have reached the end of this episode and we're still in the beginning of 2020, a brand new decade. I am very, very excited and thank you. I am so grateful that you stood hanging out with me until 
the very end. For show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash 34. If you like this episode and you found it valuable for you, you found it funny, silly, something you could relate, share this podcast so that someone else can also get something out of it, especially this episode, because I think we are all here to learn. And I would also be grateful if you have five minutes to spare to hop over to iTunes and leave us a review. I actually read each and every one of them. And it gives us the fuel to keep going to create more of this podcast, more content to help you in your spiritual journeys. And I'm telling you, those five minutes that you take to share your thoughts, they mean the world to me. So stay tuned for the next couple of episodes. I have a couple of things in the works, but I don't want to release them as of yet, but they're very exciting stuff and I cannot wait to share them with you. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Odabo! Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time. <laughs>